Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for Season 2 of Men's Seats Exposed. We are going to go deep into questions, answers, and we're going to warn you that a lot of these episodes are going to be 18 and up because we have a lot more questions this season for Season 2 that are going to be sexually related and a lot of confessions that are going to be private. Enjoy this new season of Men's Secrets Exposed, season number two. Question, and me and Andrew, this was the question for the podcast that we had. Men don't want to be your friend. And I don't know why that is such a hard concept for women to understand. I don't know why that's such a hard concept for for women to believe. But women will want to argue till the end of time about that. Men don't want to be your friend. If the man is single and he's straight and he's into women and he's not into men, he doesn't want to hang out with you and socially be your friend. Now, you may see him a certain way. You might see him as just a friend. You might see him as love you like a brother. Right. But he don't want to be your friend. What does he want? Be in a relationship or sex. Whatever he wants, right? At that moment. No. Because I've, I've ran into men that say, I'm not looking for a relationship. Okay, so he just wants sex. Right. But he doesn't want to be your friend. If he's single, now if he's married and he's got his wife... And y'all hang out like, yeah, we're friends. Okay, that's one thing. But if he's a single man and he's not into men, okay, he don't want to be your friend. He can say that. And men know that universally, which is why, like, women get in these situations and it's like, I can't, I don't want to date a guy that's going to be overly jealous because I have a bunch of male friends. Well, that guy that's being overly jealous, no, those, those swinging dicks don't want to be your friend. He they knows don't it. Just want to be your friend. No, he knows right. that. And and here, here's here's what we here's what me and Andrew laughed about on the podcast, right? You never see an ugly woman say she has a bunch of male friends. <laughs> That's true. You ever notice that coincidence? You never see an ugly woman say. I hang out with guys just because guys are less catty and I can't trust women because women are catty and women are just so I hang out with guys because guys are just like cool and I can just be be cool around guys you never see yeah you never see a frumpy (laughs) you never see a frumpy homely chick right on a scale of one and to why ten, is that, why because, is that, because they ain't Andrew trying to, they ain't trying to be her friend either. They ain't trying to hang out with her. But guys will portray, yeah, and pretend and angle it like, oh, I'm your friend. Yeah, they don't want to be your friend. In hopes to get a little bit of, yeah, something, something. Yeah, they don't want to be your friend. They don't want to do that no more than anything else. They don't want to do that. They, they'll do Here's But here's the truth behind it. A man will be your friend in hopes that he builds enough equity that you will upgrade him. 
And that's really how our brain works. A man will be like, you know what? If I hang around and she sees that I'm a good guy and she sees that, you know, just somehow through osmosis, she will upgrade me from friend to potential. She just doesn't see the stock yet. She doesn't see my stock value yet. So I'll be her friend in hopes that she'll see it over time and then she will upgrade me. No. I learned a long time ago that don't happen. And it was so funny because, like, I, I remember when I used to be a really overly, I was that, like, as they say, the dude, the boy next door, like, overly nice, really cool, go with the flow. I would be that dude that punch her in her arm, love you like a sister, right, and hope to be upgraded. I used to be, no. No, I had a, a tragic event happen to me. We will talk about someday. Um, happened to me in Miami that changed me forever. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I said, I'm not that dude anymore. Wow, I can't wait to hear that story. And I said, I'm not that dude anymore. And I remember. And I remember. Now I want to hear. And I remember, I remember when I embraced who that new guy was. It was so freeing. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was so odd because it was like when I was being cool and I was being nice, it was like dating like sucked completely. Right? And yeah. And I hate to say this, but it's like the more mean I got and the more direct I was, the easier it was to date women. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And our natural programming is the direct opposite of that. Right. We're be not. Nice. Yeah. 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 Be nice. Be that. Be cool. You know. Now, the meaner I got, and the more direct I got, the easier it was to date women. Wow. Isn't that crazy? But yeah, yeah. I was no. No. Do you think one and the other are cor- are directly tied? What? Now, you being more direct in business or more direct in the dating world, do you think that they're both strongly tied together? As far as what? As far as like, okay, if you were that nice guy, was that kind of your approach in business and in sales? And then the second you said, oh, never again, and you started being more direct in dating, were you becoming more direct in business? No. 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 No? No. I mean, I think there's a certain degree of, because I've always exercised people skills. When it comes to business and sales. But. No. (laughs) No. Because I'm asking that question because I've run into that. For me. Both being. Having the, the relationships. The dating relationships. And then business relationships. I found like okay. If I was able to be direct with this person about this issue at hand, mm-hmm. I can take that same confidence into the business world. So for me, I feel like if there's a strong correlation. I mean, it would probably be that way now, but you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not out in the dating world. I'm not out. I'm not available like that. I'm not out like that. You know what I mean? Right. Me, okay. if I was out like that, 
Yeah, yo, yeah. Oh, shit. I could have meant. Oh, son. <laughs> son. I, whoo, boy. They look at me like. They look at me like, who in the hell? Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. I, whoo. Would you be firing people left and right? No. Nope. Nope. I would just... I I understand about sales like I understand about people. That there's too many. And Tony Robbins talks about scarcity can fuel you, but so can abundance. And when you come from a scarcity mindset... You come from a, a different way of trying to, you know, collect and gather as opposed to giving because you come from a place of abundance. Does that make sense? Right. So yeah. understanding in sales, like, you know, when I raised my fee and I remember when I went from um, like 800 to 1500 for me to for me to perform, I remember being so scared. I was like, you know, people, man, man people don't want to pay 800. How am I going to get them to talk about 15, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, then when I did it, it was weird because it felt like it was easier for me to book 15 than it was for me to book eight. So then when I jumped again, I had that same little sense of fear of like, okay, you know, they bulk at 15. How am I going to get them to pay? Then when I jumped again, I didn't see a difference in the amount of people telling me no. Mm. Right? So now... I'm thinking about going to, I'm seriously thinking about going to just straight, you know, 5,000 a show. Wow. Okay. And yeah. the thought process is you're going to get the same amount of no's at 5,000. You're going to probably get at where I'm at right now, which is around, you know, 2,000, 2,500. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know, isn't that crazy? Yeah. What does it got to do with dating? Same thing. There's too many people. There's just, just too many. There's just there's just too many. Meaning that, like, I can't call enough people to try to sell my show. Okay. Right? I've got a database. I literally have a database that has, you know, 22 million businesses in it. Okay? All over the, all over the United States. Mm-hmm. Okay? I mean, if five people were calling... Five people were calling eight hours a day, seven days a week. It would, I mean, we call for three years. Right. We wouldn't dent that database. Right. You, you can't get to everybody. So it's the same. I really feel like it's probably really that way with dating. If you get out there and just be like, hey, you know, hey, I'm, I'm here. I'm cool. And, you know. This is my fee. This is, this is these mean, are my non-negotiables. These are, these are my non-negotiables. I mean, you cool or not. All right, really cool right. that. Okay, cool. No, no big deal. All right, check. Keep it moving. Check, check, please. Nice meeting you, though. See you around the way. <laughs> you know, nice meeting you. Nice meeting you. See, see you around the way. I think I did a, a video on that on Instagram the other day where it's like, here in L.A., there's 10 million people. It's too many. Why do we get, why do we get caught up on just one? It's too many. There's too many people. You, right. can't, you can't talk to everybody. And, and why why do certain people get caught up on just that one? Because we come from a mind. We have been brainwashed to believe there's not enough. Hmm. 
And I don't know if that has something to do with time or if that has, there's just too many people. You can't talk to everybody. Right. You can't so like the one, the one that you formulate like the best connection with. Yeah. Is the one. I mean, if you meet and you're cool and you're cool and y'all cool and everybody cool, everybody's cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, it's really, it's really, I understand it's really that simple. These are my non-negotiables, this, this, and this, and this. I mean, wh- where are you at with that? Outside of my non-negotiables, the other little things are kind of pet peeves that I really don't want to deal with. Right? right. I mean, that's it. Are you cool with that or not? I'm not really right. cool with that. Okay, cool. It's no different, the way you're describing it, like, it's no different than, like, if somebody having a really weird fetish, like, that was huge, like, maybe, like, a sex fetish, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, let's just use bondage, for instance. Mm. Like, let's say you and I met, we we were getting to know each other, and you were into bondage and tying up your your partner, and Mm. if you didn't disclose that to me, Mm. or... If you did disclose it to me and I was not into it, it would be like, okay, now I know where to go with this. I'm yeah. not into it. Thank you very much. See you later. Yeah. But why is that so difficult? That's not. Because you're coming from a place of, most people are coming from, a, that's why Tony talked about that. Most people come from a place of scarcity. If, if I lose this one, then I won't get this opportunity again. So, like, we want to make the best impression, and we don't want to let the, all the skeletons out of the closet. Right. And I think, I really think people would be better off if you just did all that stuff up front. Absolutely. Me and my homeboy was talking, and we talked about an idea, like, you know, he's going to probably be back in a dating scene, Okay. Okay. And I said, you know what? I said, you know what you should do. I said, when you get to that place where you really think things are going to get serious, that new woman, you should give her the phone numbers to your two exes. Straight up. And say, call these two women and ask them anything you want, and let let you hear it from the camel's mouth. So that way there's no confusion about what you're going to get involved with. Right. Think about what that would do for relationships. Absolutely. Right. But then would it come from a jaded perspective? Who cares? That's my point. (laughs) Who cares? Who cares? I don't, I don't know. I mean, but see, here's the difference. Most people don't think like that. Right. Right? Right. So if me and you was getting involved in a situation, we was getting serious, okay? I saw you, you saw me, we saw each other three, four times, right? Then we hit that point in, in the hierarchy of what I call the so conversation. That's what I call it. The so conversation, okay? So what is this? So what are we? So what do I call you? So, so, so where is this going? If you have a question, please send it in. Go to DwayneHill.com forward slash dating podcast questions. DwayneHill.com forward slash dating podcast questions. This has been a Pick a Card production adventure. Thank you for listening. Edited 
by Logan Dunbar, sound supervisor Logan Dunbar, additional editing by Gabriel Rattori. For more information, go to DwayneHill.com or PickACardPro.com.